Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, everybody, guess who's back? Oh, I'm back, Back baby. again. Uh, uh, uh. Back ben to is the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell a friend. Tell all your friends, actually, please. Tell everybody. He's everybody back. you know. I've escaped. He's back in the building, folks. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're excited. Uh, this is episode 53. It is. Uh, we Which about, is bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, we talked about last week. Uh, ben... Literally missed the one yeah, year anniversary of the podcast on week fifty-two because his family uh, came down with COVID, but he's good. Yep. But <laughs> your boy never got it because I'm built different. <laughs> so, uh, so it's good. Um, uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna read out of uh, chapter four of this book that we've been reading, the cat, the Catalyst Leader uh, by Brad Lominick, and. Uh, this will probably go by pretty fast, and then and then we're gonna do a draft that uh, is kind of relative to what's happening in the world right now, in the sports world. In the so, sports world. Yeah, uh, so we're excited about that. So, anyways, let's get right into it. We're gonna try and streamline this. Uh, I think you guys have been enjoying when the uh, episodes are closer, thir- thirty to forty minutes, and so we're gonna try and stick in that as much as possible. Uh, before before we do, if at any point in this podcast you enjoy yourself, you find yourself laughing or find yourself thinking, "Wow, that's great!" Would you leave us a rating and a uh, a comment on there? Review, yeah, a review, there. a rating and review, and that would be super great. Okay, so chapter four, so chapter one was calling, and then we did authenticity, and then we did passion, and these are all traits of like a a world changing leader. So. Catalyst leader, uh, if you will. Ca- a catalyst leader, <laughs> if you will. A change point, maker. Point, point. Um, Ricky, Ricky Baker. Baker. <laughs> exactly what I thought. Um, and so chapter four is capable. It, it talks about um, being, you, you can't just have like your calling and your giftings and your passions and stuff like that. You have to actually be able to come through. You have to be able to like be relatively sufficient and uh and what you're trying to do. Hold on, I'm going to move something around real quick so I can see this stuff. There we go. Uh, but yeah, you got to move some stuff around uh, like I just did. Like, right? I was like, you just did that. Uh, that was not what I was going to say. I just said that because I said that. Anyway, you did it. Uh, you got to be capable. Uh, so you got you to gotta make it happen. You got to make it work. You got to do it, right? So I can't just be passionate about music and suck at music. That doesn't... <laughs> that doesn't really translate. Or even I can't be passionate about music relatively talented in music and never practice because then i'm not capable of what um i should be right so Mm -hmm. capability making excellence non-negotiable that's far um i'm just gonna read a couple of the highlighted parts in here and uh it'd be good so it says a strong sense of vocational calling must match a high level of excellence let's go if we it says if we believe we are called by God to the work we do, then we bear the responsibility of doing this work with an unrivaled standard of excellence. Two components of leading capably, the right standard and the right staff. Abraham Lincoln said a long time ago, yep. whatever you are, be a good one. And that's like kind of a, 
I think a couple chapters ago when it talked about uh, someone's like, how do I do my job uh, for uh, to glorify God. It's like, well, what do you do? And the person said, I'm a shoemaker. Then like to make a good shoe and sell it at a fair price. You know, yep. it's like some of it's like a lot more practical than we would even think. Um, uh, Brad Lominick talks about that. They have a motto on their team that the best idea wins no matter what. So yep. the, the reason they do that is because even if it kind of gets rid of this, like, this hierarchy of power and things like that. Obviously the leader has to make the final say, but it gives everybody an opportunity. You know, maybe a, maybe, um, the intern comes in, right. And yeah. the intern has a good idea. Best idea wins. You know what Blows I mean? Blows out all the people. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's like an incentive to be capable, to be excellent, to do what you do, like as, as best as you can. Right. Yep. And so, um, and then they also say, we have simply died to our egos for the sake of the creative process, which is so, so good. You got to get rid of your ego. If you're going to be on a team, if you're going to lead a team, you got to find capable leaders and then get rid of your ego and let everybody kind of run and do their thing, which is hard for all of us. But, um, it says excellence is built on three pillars, clarity, focus, and connection. That's really good. Yeah. Clear goals. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Focus. How do I stay focused on that? And connection. How do I connect the dots? How do I get from A to B, from B to C? And there's this um, in jujitsu, which is something that I, I do for fun. Uh, keeps me in relative shape, I guess. Um, but in jujitsu, they often talk about um, not trying to go from A to Z, but go from A to B and then get from B to C, then from C to D, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a lot of these like newer um, people that come in and do jujitsu, they think they know like these chokes or these arm bars Crazy or whatever. Things, yeah. And so they go straight for it. So they went straight from A to Z. It's like, no, you got to get to from this position to this position. You got to get from there to here, from there to here. And then you'll set up a more like, solid way to get this right mm-hmm. so you got to take the steps yeah so don't compromise the the steps in order to try and get to the goal quicker you know um it says competent okay so let's see 31 per they said Oh, sorry. In addition to the right standard, a capable leader needs the right staff. 31% of responders to their survey said that competence was one of the most important leadership traits of the next decade. And they're right. That's why when I, and he, Brad says, that's why when I need to fill an opening on our team, I look for a make it happen kind of person. Yeah. And so if you ask somebody to do something, are they going to do it right? Um, there's a couple, there's like a checklist of four. It says capable leaders constantly push forward, right? We got to do the next thing. We got to keep moving. We got to keep going. Capable leaders are team players. They want to see the team succeed. Uh, capable leaders own their mistakes. That's a big one. It's a big one. Huge one. Capable leaders are willing to take risks. Um, I, I just thought about this. this is a little shout out. Our guest, um, from last week, Matt Lawson, good friend of ours. Shout out Big Sarge. He actually, for this capable leader section, he actually portrays these things really, really well. Uh, capable leaders constantly push forward. I feel like Matt's always pushing the boundaries of everything, and he's mm-hmm. pushing hard. You know, I, yeah. He's a team player. That he, he's uh, Matt likes to gas everyone up. Like he, 
he wants to tell you stories about what he's done and like how how um like cool different things he's done but then he also gasses you like your friend his friends up and other people up even more than himself so he's like talking yeah. oh brett did this or ben did this or and so he's he's definitely a team player and wants the whole team to win capable leaders own their mistakes he does that yep um sometimes he's too hard on himself love you matt Capable leaders are willing to take risks, and I think that's another big one. So I just use an example for those of you that come to Echo Youth. Um, you see Matt every week, and he, he's one that, and all most of our leaders really have these great traits. I just decided to shout someone out on our team. So let's go. Um, let's see. Let's see. Malcolm. Oh, this is good. Malcolm Gladwell, an author, said, "Hard work is a prison cell only if the work has no meaning." That's crazy good. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if your work has meaning, you shouldn't actually feel like you're working that hard. Like, you're, yeah. you'll still need a break, but it's like, man, I get, I got lost in it, right? Because, like, my yeah. work had meaning. It's like... That also goes back, <laughs> sorry, goes back to calling. I mean, you most of the time, you'll feel, you, your calling won't be a burden. No, absolutely. It's like, it's like those people that are, like, that are busy all the time, but they're not actually doing anything. You know, I've caught myself <laughs> doing that where I'm like... I'm like, oh man, I had so much work today. Or I was at work for like 15 hours today, and I like accomplished two things. And then, <laughs> yeah, I worked for four of it. <laughs> yeah. And some of the days I'll go in and I'll go in for like three hours, and I'll get six tasks done. Why? Because all of a sudden I decided, man, I need to put, I need to put in some effort. Yeah. Or those things were important to me. So there's a difference. I, um, there was, oh man, I gotta remember. There was something that I was reading or watching, and it was talking about how busyness oh it was in that other book i'm reading next generation leader it was uh hold on hold on folks Jump start the memory hold on busyness and a word for like like productivity type of thing like like doing something well i can't remember what word they use quality yeah quantity Quality, I don't know. Those sound similar. They're different. Basically, things, that but. was the idea, is that like like busyness and like doing a good job, like being busy and doing a good job are not the same thing. In fact, they're usually opposites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like sometimes people can pull off being busy and doing a good job, but most of the time, if you're just doing stuff all the time and not like not kind of like doing only what's essential, like you actually just do everything kind of mediocre. I read this book called Essentialism that talked about that. It's like instead of doing everything kind of eh, right? It's like the Jack in the Box versus In and Out theory. Jack in the Box has every type of food you can imagine on their menu. <laughs> but they do they everyone the, okay. The nastiest greasy tacos. Like, but they're actually kind of good low-key. But like, <laughs> but they're disgusting looking, right? They got tacos, they got like they got breakfast sandwiches. They got breakfast sandwiches, weird things, burgers, chicken sandwiches, chicken nuggets, fries. They got everything on their menu, but everything's kind of like eh. Like there's nothing on the Jack in the Box menu where I'm like, dude, I'm craving. Dude, that I right want now. that all the time. Yeah, yeah, like everything's just like good enough. So that's the Jack in the Box, and then the In and Out theory is In and Out has like three things on their menu. It's a burger, fries, milkshake, and a drink. That's basically it on yeah. the whole menu. And you can you can mix and match and do all that kind of stuff. But it's burgers, but fries, they do them all well. Drinks, yeah. And those are the only things they sell. Mm -hmm. They're not going to sell you anything other than a, a variation of a burger, a fry, a milkshake, or a drink, uh, or like you know, like a fountain drink. Those are the only things they sell, but their stores are packed every single day. Yeah. Because they figured something, they don't have to do everything. They just got to do what they want to do well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they found a niche. And so, like, that's kind of the same thing with us. Instead of trying to be everything for everybody and ending up looking like a jack in the box, let's, like, <laughs> do what we 
feel like we should do and do it well and end up being more like yeah, an no, hour. that's super good. I mean, you can use that analogy with really anything. A lot of things, yeah. Um, capable leaders are willing to set standards that standards that scare them. That's a that's a tough one for me. Mm-hmm. I don't often do that where I'm like setting a standard for myself that I can't reach, but I need to do that more. It's really a good point. Um, Donald Miller says, if you are doing, if what you are doing is important, you will encounter resistance. Mm. If what you're doing isn't important, it'll be super easy. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's super that's good. super practical stuff. Right, if you just breeze through something, like, oh man, like that was, that was. That was easy. Yeah, so it probably didn't mean anything, right? Yeah. You got the things that are meaningful, you're going to struggle with. It'd be, young leaders, like if you can hear us, for one thing, like it's okay to struggle. It's okay to question. It's okay to doubt. It's okay to be frustrated. Just like walk through those things and figure out how do I get from, like we said, don't try and, don't dream about Z all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, like just get to B, right? Because then you're you're one step closer to Z, right? Yeah, that's that's the downfall of often young like visionary leaders is is we often dream about Z too often, mm-hmm. and then we don't put the dots together, and you, we spend all of our time dreaming about how to get to Z, and we don't just start walking to B and C and D. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of tough sometimes for us. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. Yeah. That was the chapter. Yeah. So those are all the quotes I really liked out of there. Some good thoughts. Uh, ben, what do you think? First off, what, what do you think about the idea of being a capable leader? How, yeah. How first off, the first thing I thought of when I was reading that was going to the Bible and thinking of a young man, well, not young the whole time, but uh, thinking about David's life. Yeah, absolutely. Now, David was capable in whatever God put him to. He was a shepherd, and he was a good shepherd. He was capable of doing that. Yeah. Before he was called to the palace the first time, he was um, a musician, and he was a capable musician, and that yeah. opened up the door to to where he would play for um, Saul. Yeah. So if he was capable for the season that wasn't even there yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, David's a really good example of the idea that, because we get stuck in this idea that our calling and our passions and our giftings will stay the same for our entire life. For sure. Our, our I'm victim of that. Our giftings probably will. Like, we'll be, in, in, in terms of, our giftings won't ever subtract. They'll probably add, though. Yes, that makes yeah. sense. So, like, I'm never going to lose the ability to play the piano, right? You know what I mean? I'm never going to use the, lose the ability to be what i am now but i can learn mm. stuff and i can move forward you can add new we oftentimes forget that and we get stuck in these ruts because we think like we're where we're at and we need to stay there but like david there was there was multiple callings there's like you said they're calling to be a shepherd and he did that well and he was talented at it he was good at it he's passionate about it then it moved on then he got you know he got a call to be a musician right and he did that well and he and he tried his hardest all that kind of, and then he got caught he got a call and a passion and a gifting to be a warrior all of a sudden right yeah and he did that musician to super well right yeah and uh, and unorthodox right mm-hmm. and and then went all the way up to king yeah and then he yeah eventually made his way up to be called and capable and talented at, and passionate about being a king and he did that well he had obviously his faults um but he's like widely anyone. remembered yeah. as probably the most successful king in um in the uh, the of maybe the bible i don't know in in certain ways most popular for sure um, yeah for sure most popular 
but yeah, so we, that's the other thing. Don't get stuck thinking that like it's always going to be the same. Like, and that's what Danielle and I try to do all the time is like just pray and talk to God about like, okay, what are we called to in this moment in this season, right? Because yeah. like it could change at any time, and that's like a scary thought for a lot of people because we don't like change and we like to hold on to what is close to us. But but God's going to move you from shepherd to musician to warrior to right, and like and you have to be able to. And that's not to say that you're going to lose your giftings on the way there. It's just you got to be able to move, adding it. new tools to the arsenal, and be capable at it capable at it and that's the other thing don't waste time trying to be good at something you're not good at like just just let it go right like for sure like for me like danielle my wife is an amazing soccer player and i've always been relatively interested in soccer but i've always been terrible the worst i've never been <laughs> just a good, not good never been a good soccer player ever and i'll mess around with danielle like we'll go we, when we were in college we'd play like intramurals and i tell her i was so good you know and i'd like <laughs> And also a pretty decent like goalie just because my hand eye coordination, but when I'd step out on the field, I felt so inept. Like I can't, yeah. I can't like do the like Crazy juggling and like and kicking here. the ball with any sort of power. Like I, I don't understand how you kick a ball with like power and actually like accuracy like soccer players do. Yeah. And so I just feel completely inept. And so my competitive side wants to be like, well, now I got to devote my well, life now to I gotta a be a good soccer player. Professional right? soccer player. <laughs> but reality is like, dude, let it go. Like, it's not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. And uh, and there's certain things we got to do. For a long time, my favorite, here's another one. My favorite type of music was, for a long time, was like R&B. I just love it. Smooth. Voices are buttery on there. I oh, yeah. like it. It's good. Just and gospel music, too. I love it kind of what some of the stuff I grew up with. I grew up with a weird range of music because of you partially lived in where a bunch I, of weird places. Yeah, where Not I weird li- places, yeah, but partially places. where I lived, partially my family. Uh, so it was, it was a mix of like country music and R and B and, and gospel and whatever else. Um, but anyway, so for a long time in my singing career, I thought like, man, I'm going to be an R and B singer. <laughs> like I'm going to be super good. Oh, yeah. My runs are going to be, Worse than Taco Bell, like I, I'm gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be hitting it right, and uh, oh, you love that, and uh, I just kept trying, and I was like, you know, I don't think that's me. I, I don't, don't think, think I can do that. Yeah. I don't think I'm like very talented in that area. And then I realized that I've got this more kind of like, kind of this like country rock sound to my voice. And so then I'm like, okay, if I could step into that and like really make that work, I can actually do some pretty cool stuff, right? Instead mm-hmm. of trying to be who I'm not, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so just, just don't, don't like, like let your pride go for a sec and like, stop trying to, you know, be something that you're not and, and find, figure out what God actually wants you to be. Right. Cause that's where you find the most purpose and fulfillment. Yep. Um, yeah, that leads me into a question perfectly. Okay, fine. So <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Okay. Um, so we're talking all this about capability and <laughs> you touched on it in the beginning, but what is the, um, the importance of of not only stop <laughs> not only being capable but seeking excellence in that capability why is that such a cornerstone to that so seeking excellence in the capabilities to do things cuz i'm capable of throwing a football but not like you who I'll stop sorry <laughs> yeah, just gas them up on the podcast <clears throat> But oh, you I'm capable. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I get it. Like I'm capable of like shooting a puck into a into yeah. a goal, but not not in the way that you would. I get that. So yes, so, the, so there's a couple steps here. It's we we find our giftings and our callings, 
and our passions, right? We get pushed towards this idea or we, or maybe it's not that maybe we're just for a day we're at church and in the pastor or a leader asks us to help serve in a certain capacity. Mm -hmm. So I think there's like, there's like momentary capabilities and I think there's like long-term capabilities. Mm -hmm. And so momentary capabilities is just do your best, make sure you can do it and like, don't compromise, don't compromise excellence for your own gain or somebody else's gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like if someone asked me, like if someone asked me to like run the switch board up in the high castle, I'd be like, okay, I got to spend some time. I want to do this really well. Like I, yeah. I need to really focus on this, right? Because I want to be capable. I want to be excellent. Um, because everything we do, if we look at this through the scope of like everything we do is like to glorify God, then anything we ask to do, anything we get called to do, like we should do it as best as we can because we're reflecting who God is. Yeah. If that makes sense too. Famous um, scripture work as you're working on to him. Yeah. Human masters. So, yeah. So it, it's just, it, I think it's like, there's steps to it. There's capability. Capability is nice, especially when you're just asked to do something one time. I got to get it done. I just, yeah. I just got to make sure this doesn't crash and burn. But if it's something you're called to long term, you can't just maintain it. You must. It's mm-hmm. like the, it's like the idea of like when I borrow someone's car. This is something my dad, my parents taught me when I was a kid, or when I started driving. If I borrow a friend's car, I should return that friend's car with a full tank of gas and cleaner than I got it. Yeah. And that's just common courtesy. Like, and, and and now it's like kind of reverse. Cause now it's one of my pet peeves. Like if someone borrows my car and then it comes back and then <laughs> for like, for like more than like, it's not like, like an extended borrowing, amount of time. Yeah, it's not, not like borrowing to it to drive to, to like seven 11 and come back. Right. It's like, if they're borrowing, like if they're borrowing it for a couple of days or if they're borrowing it for a day, like when I used to have a truck, they borrow my truck for a day, yeah. like to help themselves move. And then I come back and I've got an empty tank. I it trash would, wrappers. And it stuff. would, I would lose my mind. Like I yeah. didn't, you know, I'm not trying, I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to go on a rant, but it's fine. But basically, that's the same thing with our callings and our jobs. Like, if I step into something that I'm being asked to do, whatever it may be, I should, like, not only try to maintain that position and of the quality of that position, but I need to make it better. Like, I need to mm-hmm. leave. If one day I get called to something else, the infrastructure of the job I was holding needs to be so much better than when I got it that, like the person who now steps into it, their bottom line is what my ceiling was. Yeah. So like, like I want to build like, it's kind of like this high rise structure of calling where like, I want to build my, my floor, right? Like my, you know, like the first, second, third, fourth, fifth floor, whatever Mm -hmm. my level. I want to build that like, cause I'm standing on somebody else's foundation. I want to build my, structure so good that the next person who comes in is standing on where my ceiling was my very top was that's their yeah. bottom and then they can only go up from there right i think that's part of the reason like we don't need to be just capable but we need to be excellent and so this was a big thing for me too and i'm sure for you ben in a couple areas is mm-hmm. i relied too much on my giftings yeah i was relatively gifted in music so i would literally like when i played zach if you're listening to this skip ahead like four minutes okay (laughs) but when i was playing when i was playing drums yeah at the church for a long time in high school uh when i was like 16 17 18 playing drums before i like grew up a little bit i would literally never listen to the songs ever like i would show up and just 
I'd listen to them maybe on the car ride over, and I'd roll up and then just and just send it. Why? Because like I was rel- I would so I wouldn't play the songs. Like Zach, our drummer now, Zach does so well at like playing the songs how they were intended to be played with a little bit of his flavor. Yeah. Me, I was just like, just give me the basic beat and format, and I'll just do my thing, right? And yeah, it I'll was just like, do whatever happens. Yeah, and so it it worked for what it was, but I was really selling myself myself short and how good of a drummer I could have been mm-hmm. um, because I chose not to strive for excellence and just base off of my talents. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, there's this old phrase we used to have in football where it's like talent or hard work beats hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yep. Heard that a million times. If talent and if talent works hard, it's unstoppable, right? Yeah. But for me, I would rather take a, a, a less talented person that works harder than a talented person. Yeah, for sure. So um, these are just practical things. I think that's probably good. I don't want to yeah, be a dead say, horse. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, but, Whatever you do, guys, just do it with excellence and be capable at it and don't try and and be honest too with your bosses or your leaders. Like if 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 your youth pastor or youth leader is asking you to do something and you're like, Hey, I don't feel like this is my calling, like be honest about that, right? And uh whatever you do get asked to do, whatever you do get asked to be put in charge of, don't compromise the quality of it um to do something else. And so yeah, I think that's I love it. It's good. Okay, so uh, Ben and I have been following uh, the NFL playoffs. Yep. The basketball just started up. Yeah. Uh, hockey. Hockey finished. just started. Oh, just started. Just started on the thirteenth. Um, I feel like they just finished. They did. They turned it around super quick because oh, okay. of the whole bubble thing. I see. So hockey just started up. Uh, Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's see. Can't think of what else is playing. Is baseball playing? I don't really know. I don't keep up with baseball very much. Mm, I don't think so. They're usually not supposed to be playing right now. Come back in spring. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they won the World Series. The World Series was really October. recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, go Dodgers. Um, and yep. then UFC is really big right yeah, now. Yeah, that's one of my favorite like, sports right now. It's just every. It seems like it's every weekend. You know, it's like nice. It literally is. Um, and then we see those funny like YouTube. Oh. We see these funny like YouTube fights, like you know, like uh, no, like boxers and stuff. I'm gonna write a bunch of them on my list now that I thought about it. Um, but yeah, everyone's trying to clout chase. Yeah, so it's uh, go after the big dogs. It's pretty fun. So uh, there's a lot of sports things going on right now. It's kind of the peak of of sports, right? This kind of winter season because yeah. things are ending and starting, and I mean, and so when you're locked up too, because we're still in that. It's pretty much all you can do. Watch sports. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're getting we're getting after it. Today we played spike ball for the first time in months. In months. And it's, man, I'm sore. It's like the second week of January January and it was like seventy five degrees out today. It was, it was awesome. over that on my car. It was like eighty two. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, Winter we in California is rough, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at time. the beach playing spike ball. So, sometimes I do wish like it would like snow or have some sort of like Same. leaves fall or something like that. But I guess like we could just go up to the mountains like an hour and a half, two hours away. But still, at the same time, I don't it know. Would be kind of nice. There's trade offs. Um, we could play snow spike ball on the. If that'd we, uh, be sick. Okay, so we're gonna do this draft we talked about because of all these sports things. Yep. We we we've talked about a lot of times we do very positive drafts the best yeah, this the best, the best this the best whatever <laughs> so we decided today we're gonna be negative Nancys yep and um, 
and we're gonna we're gonna talk criticize about, some people. We're gonna, or yeah, we're gonna be critics. We're gonna talk about the most overrated athletes of all time. Yep. Yeah, I said that. Just most overrated athletes. So we're gonna try not to be too rude about this because I get passionate about sports and I could roast yeah. some people. So we're not gonna do the that. Same. But also, but also, almost all of these people are better than both of us. So. Yeah, no, they're for sure better athletes than us. But but they're overrated in the to the talent they play with. Yes, and the other thing is, we're also doing this to try, if we're being honest, to try and boost some uh, interaction because yeah. we want some hot takes here. We want some. Yeah, we want some. We want arguments. some arguments. <laughs> we, yeah, we want you to slide into our DMs and be like, like "You're mad. absolutely <laughs> wrong," right? Yep. So, uh, so that's what it's going to be, and we're going to have some fun with it. Okay. Right. So we're gonna rock paper skizzies, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna draft, draft the most right. overrated athletes of all time. This is gonna be a good one. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing things like this, like the most overrated yeah. actors of all time, or the worst worst this. places to eat. We have worst burger joints in California. Okay, so here we go. Rock paper scissors shoot. Boom! Dang. Get lasered. Number one There's overall a clear pick. One. There's a oh wait. There's actually two that I would pick. Okay, I'm probably not gonna pick the ones you're gonna pick then, but this one is by far if you're our fo- if you're a football fan. I know who you're picking. There's a I don't think you do. I think I do. Okay, we'll see. Okay, see. There there's a long time, uh, old NFL quarterback who everyone talks about like he was a god, like he was the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. and we're talking about, about Broadway Joe Namath. Yeah, Joe Namath. I ha- and, that was my first pick. Okay. Joe, okay, this is hot take. And I'm, Joe Namath is, he was an NFL quarterback, so he's more talented than I could ever imagine to be. But also at the same time, he had like, he had way more interceptions than he had touchdowns. Like he had 120 something <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Which is, Tom Brady has 550 touchdowns. Yeah. So Joe so Namath finished fifth. his career with like 126 touchdowns and 240 something interceptions. <laughs> And he's like, and, and, and he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. What? Yeah. Like his talent was through the roof. He was crazy. He won that like really famous Super Bowl against the Colts back in the day because he mm-hmm. called it. And that that was probably the biggest thing is there was this old like rivalry between the NFL and the AFL, and the AFL was viewed as less than the NFL, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so the Colts were in the NFL, and the Jets were in the AFL, and that's when the first like Super Bowls started happening. And he said, "We're gonna beat the Colts. I guarantee it." Right? And he said yeah. that, and they and they pulled it and off. And they did. So there's like some history to it, but as an overall player, like if you look at the stats and things, like Joe Namath is by far the most overrated football player of all time, probably. Yeah. And so if any of you are out there and you're Jets fans, come at me and we Literally can have this conversation. Dice me up. <laughs> uh, that's my first pick, Joe okay. Namath. Yeah, that's actually who I had. Okay. But I'm gonna stick in football, and I'm gonna pick a current player. Okay. And I'm gonna pick OBJ. Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham Jr. Jr. That is a I think he's pick. actually super overrated. I mean, he's on the Browns now, so sorry, Pawn Boss. And this he's is, been hurt most of this, this year. This is a good conversation about what we were just talking about, about yeah. capabilities, about gifting versus excellent, excellence. Mm-hmm. Because Odell is probably the most gifted wide receiver in the NFL. Like, he's oh, yeah. a freak. His, he's like, fast. athletically, he's actually crazy. His hands? So, like, my hands, if you're – you can't see us right now, but <laughs> – Let's put, let's put some scope here. I'm like six two, six two and a half, uh, and my hands are pretty big. My you know I wear a size thirteen shoe. That kind of puts in perspective. 
My hands are like ten and a half inches He's from got pinky some paws, to, boys from pinky to palm, pinky to thumb, ten and a half inches. My hands are. And Odell Beckham Jr., I think I could be getting this wrong, but I think his hands are like no joke, like twelve inches, twelve or thirteen inches from like that's obnoxious. They're massive, and that's why he catches everything. So he's incredibly talented, but also, yeah, I think like at, for the money he's getting paid and like how people think he plays, I think he's incredibly well, he also, overrated. Yeah, when he was on the um, the Giants, he had that one catch that was just insane. Yeah. It was on the highlight reels for months, even years. Like probably the still greatest catch of all time. Still. Yeah, absolutely wild. But then he just dropped off. I mean, he still put up decent numbers, but like, I just think he's overrated. Yeah, I mean, he put up like Pro Bowl numbers. Like he he's always been good. Yeah, but, but he's too he much hype be. for what he could be. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. That's a good pick. All right, you're up, boss. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I don't want to pick all football because I totally could. Yeah, I so, could have picked all hockey too, but not a lot of people know hockey. Football's yeah. so much more popular. So I'm gonna switch this one up. This one's kind of funny. Um, my one of my old uh. Uh, children's pastors. His name is Justin, Pastor Justin Smith. Um, he, his favorite golfer of all time is my next pick. Okay. And his favorite golfer was Phil Mickelson. Yep. And uh, that's my second pick. Phil Mickelson is so overrated; it's ridiculous. Really? I. This so, one I might smoke on you about because I, I don't know. Okay, listen, 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 listen. Yeah, listen. state your argument because I'm not. I'm not like a Phil Mickelson fan. But. No, no, no. Okay, so Phil Mickelson has won a lot, right? And like, so he's 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 one of the better, but he is still like he's he's washed right now. Uh, he hasn't won he hasn't won a major tournament in like five six plus years, and he's still in every golf conversation like he's Tiger Woods, and he's not. Yeah. And there was a time and place where he was the best, but it's time to move on. Everybody who loves okay. golf, like Phil Mickelson, is not what he used to be, and he's a like like any of these other conversations, Phil Mickelson could play thirty six holes and probably score a better score than I could in eighteen. So like like mm. he he's, well, he's still he's an incredible golfer, golfer. and and uh, but also I think in in comparison to the hype that he gets, I don't think he's I don't think he's as as good as people think he is. Okay, I mean fair enough. So I just don't think he like he's never ever been in the conversation of like greatest golfer of all greatest time. Greatest I don't Not I don't agree. I don't think so either. No. So but but he gets he's like he gets that super level of hype famous. though. Yeah, he gets yeah. super hyped. Mm. Um, but if you think about it, it's like for instance, a guy like Rory McIlroy. That guy was insane for a little while. Now yeah. where, nobody talks about him. No. Nobody talks about he Rory. He had like a hot streak for like three years. Right. Phil Mickelson's hot streak ended six years ago, and we're still talking about him. That's true. Yeah. There's my argument. Okay. Fair enough. Tiger Woods is the GOAT. Uh, no arguments there. Tiger Woods <laughs> is literally just a different animal. Nobody takes that much time off, comes back, and wins a major right after. I, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. I saw a list that had Tiger Woods as one of the most overrated So did I. Athletes I, was like, of all. I almost threw my phone Whoever made that is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Next pick. Okay. I'm, I'm getting go, fired up over here. Yeah. I'm going to... This one's going to... Mm, no, I'm not going to pick it yet. I'll save it. I don't think you'll take it. I'm going to go to hockey just because that's my my native sport here. Okay. And I'm going to pick – this is not going to get me any votes because nobody knows who this is. Okay. But I'm going to k- pick a guy named Carey Price 
He was the goalie. How do you he spell that? C R A. I don't think that's how you spell it. Yeah, C A R. E Y. Price, just it. Price. Okay. And Carey Price. Yeah, so he was the goalie. Well, still is the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens. Nice. Who have My won favorite th- team. Yeah, no, it's the, the hockey yeah, mech of the world. They've won the most Stanley Cups ever. It's like 24 or something. Oh, serious? Yeah, they're original oh. six team. And I'm they, a bandwagoner. They won like 11 years straight, but now they're absolutely. I garbage. change my favorite NHL hockey team every year. So like, I when I'm next year, you're not going to be able to. Seattle's going to have one. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, now Vegas got, has one too. You grew up in both places, but I'll pick Seattle. I I got yeah. If Seattle has sports, I got to pick them every time. Except for baseball, Mariners suck. So <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I'm a Dodger fan now. Uh, for right now, if Mariners ever become good, I think I'm that, a Mariners fan. Yeah, me, me and Mariners, me and the Mariners are on a break right now. So oh, for sure, um, for sure. But. Yeah, like NHL, like when I moved down here, I was like, All right, I'm gonna be a Ducks fan, and I realized really soon that yeah, Ducks they're suck. Horrible. They're so Absolute bad. Garbage. They're over two this year. <laughs> Both times they've lost, Vegas beat them. I've tried, man. I've tried to be a Ducks fan. They got cool colors, cool. You know, they're trash. They're literally horrible. <laughs> and then Vegas got a team, and yeah, I was and like, okay, goated. let's go. And they like went to the Stanley Cup their first year, and I was like, yeah. okay, I'm a Vegas fan for life, you know. Yep. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Seattle's got a hockey team now, and now I gotta be a Seattle fan. And yep. I'm just trying my hardest to be positive about this because I think because <laughs> they're probably gonna be garbage. Yeah, I think there's a really good chance they're gonna suck for a long time. Yeah. So this is off topic. I'll go really quick. But the NHL changed the rules of how like an expansion draft goes. Uh-huh. So Seattle's gonna be horrible because they're gonna be handicapped so bad. Uh. The, on, the only reason Vegas was insane is because each NHL team was only allowed to lock like eight players. Well, that's, so they just well, that's probably why they. That's why they that's changed why it. why they changed the rule, yeah. They, yeah because they, they drafted they a Stanley team Cup. of all NHLers, yeah. and they made it to the Stanley Cup in their first year. And they made crazy. it to the conference final one out of the three years after that. Dang. They're literally insane. But And their colors are sick. Yeah, the their gold, unis are tough. tough. Yeah, but okay, so Carey Price, he was the goalie <laughs> for um, Team Canada when they won the gold medal. And he was okay. regarded as the best goalie in the world for a long time. But Okay. Now he's not. He's just washed. He's like 35, which is old for hockey. So you're saying right just, now he's overrated. Yeah, right now because he, he is. still has hype. Yeah, he's he's still. Everyone's like, dude, Carey Price. He's crazy, and his contract's like 10 million dollars. Yeah, but he's actually garbage. Okay, like, all right, that yeah, makes he's sense. Trash. Before we move on, I'm gonna let you know. If you draft LeBron James at any point in this draft, we're fighting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm not. thank you. Because he's not overrated. Get out of here. I saw that. he was on every list I saw. Yeah, people are just mad that he's yeah, the GOAT, he's, so lay yeah. off. <laughs> I would never pick him. Um All right. I'm trying to I'm trying to round round the bases here of the different sports. I'm gonna go with my third pick, the most over one of the most overrated athletes of all time, Ronda Rousey. I had her on my list. So, this is not to say that Ronda Rousey is not. She's still an animal. She was a, she was a trailblazer. She was the best ever for a long, long time until people actually started trying. <laughs> um, that's my theory. Like, she was better than everybody else because nobody else was good. Like, she was, like, one of yeah, the first. Yeah, she was just the first standout. Yeah. In a kind of new division. Yeah, she was one of the first, like, uh, female MMA fighters, and she was a brute. Like, she would beat up dudes, like, straight up. So, like, she was insane, but she was very one-dimensional. She was a judo champion. Mm -hmm. So she had really good wrestling, really good judo, and pretty good jiu-jitsu. 
but like her striking is just not really there. She's kind of stiff. And so now that like the sport has evolved and I still can't really watch like, like women Women's fight. UFC. I don't know why I just, I don't, I don't dig it, but not because I don't think they're talented or they can't do it. I just hate seeing like girls get beat up anyways. So that's just a personal thing. Uh, but as soon as people started like coming out that were actually super talented, like kickboxers, thing like that, Ronda Rousey kind of just faded out. Yeah, and now she she's in the mauled. WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so Ronda Rousey, I mean, I, I think it's okay that her legend like lives on because she kind of started the whole like sport for women. But I, also I think she's mega overrated. So there you go. Yeah. So respect to you, Ronda Rousey. Respect. Don't fight me because I'll lose. Yeah, for sure. No, she's yeah, actually still a unit. She'll but. literally beat me up. So I'm not trying to start any fights here. I'm not trying to start any tussles. All right, bud. What's your third pick? We're only <laughs> going five. Yeah, five. And don't all ever call me that again. I'm just kidding. All um, right, sport. Let's go. <laughs> all right, bucko. I'm going to go with another UFC guy. Well, guy, not girl. And I'm going to go with Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping. That's a good pick. I think he's overrated. Um, he's famous for winning a decision over, what's the guy, I can't remember the guy's first name, but Hamhill, where he should have lost. There's no chance he won that. Oh, but, uh, Hamill. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Hamill. Hamill. Yeah, no, there's no way he won that fight. Uh-huh. I've recently, like, looked through it. No way. No. Be, I, well, I looked him up because he's a commentator now for UFC, and he's really famous too because he got one of his eyes poked in a fight, and now he's blind in one eye. Poor yeah, guy. Yeah, he's but, like, got like a lazy eye now. Or is yeah, it glass eye or something. Like that? It's glass. He had it. It got like removed or something. But in this fight, he it was the most <laughs> just garbage um, decision by the judges that gave him the win, and he's regarded as like this super crazy. Like fighter Matt Hamill's the one who's deaf, right? I'm pretty sure he's deaf. Yeah, I uh, sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. I know I totally agree with this because actually, um, Matt Hamill and uh, Matt Hamill and Michael Bisping were in on the um, the Ultimate Fighter at the same time. Yeah, and Matt Hamill for sure just should have won. was a beast. And I think he, I think he had to leave early because of something, or he got disqualified because of something. Yeah, and that's the only I think reason you're right. Michael Bisping won yeah, the, the Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter. Fighter. And then they fought again, and Matt Hamill should have won again. Yeah, he got the stupid decision, dude. Yeah, I agree even with Floyd you. Mayweather mocked him and said like he's a baby and his striking is garbage. <laughs> he's like, he's a baby. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So Michael Bisping, I think it's a good pick. I like it. Uh, moving on, this one's going to hurt the hearts of every one of your aunts and grandmas, <laughs> and Tim Tebow's overrated. So yeah. i got to throw it out there. I'm going to get so many heat, hate Yeah, that emails. one's going to, yeah. I'm going to get hate emails about Tim Tebow, because everyone worships okay, him. Okay, so here's the thing. Just because I he think follows everyone, Jesus does not mean he is Jesus, everybody, okay? Well, I think the thing is, <laughs> I think that's I think that's solely what all his hype is. I don't actually think it's for his skill. No, yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's super formidable. I'm, like, I think it's super awesome about how he, like, stepped so in. So open about. And so open yeah. about his faith and stepped into it and, like, really pushed it and pursued it. I think that's awesome, and I think um, more people should do that. And my favorite quarterback right now, Russell Wilson from my Seahawks, he does that a lot, too, and I think yeah. it's great. Uh, but also t- like Tim Tebow had his like magic for that one season. 
Um, but it was kind of like he would be really terrible for like three and a half quarters and then all of a sudden turn Just it turn on it and they'd on. win the game because yeah. they had a good defense. Um, but, yeah, I got to apologize to everyone. But Tim Tebow's yeah. overrated. A lot of people are going to be mad about that one, not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm probably going to lose the draft because of it, but I don't care. No, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go... With a big one. This one's going to be super controversial, I think. Uh-oh. Going to going to basketball. Uh-oh. I think James Harden is overrated. Facts. Absolutely. Okay, facts. thank you. Dude, he's the most lazy defensive player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's not a good he's not a good all, all around basketball player. He's I a, think he's an he's amazing a, scorer. Yeah, he's an incredible he puts up scorer. crazy points. One of the points. best scorers of all time, to be yeah, honest. He puts up crazy points every year. Yeah. But he's I don't. I don't think he's just a well-rounded player. Yeah, but like, when you're when you're averaging like 35 points and the person you're defending is averaging 30 points as well, like it doesn't help any. It doesn't help yeah, the team you're at just, all. You're a plus five differential. I'd rather yeah. put someone in with lockdown defense and they and they make 20, make five, or they make team. five points and the dude they're guarding makes zero. That's the same outcome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know. I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and, and I, we'll really see now that he got traded. Oh, that team's so, stacked. Brooklyn yeah. is stacked. They're crazy. If you're if you're a Brooklyn fan, yeah, Brooklyn you're hyped Nets out of your you mind. Are hyped because they've but never we'll they've never been good. Yeah, I've heard Nets. that. Yeah, uh, they had Jason Kidd for a little while, and that was like their like highlight. But they've never been good. Been this stacked. And so now they got Kyrie. Yep. They have what? I don't know what's up with New York basketball teams. The Nets and the Knicks, ugh, both of Just them haven't been good for a long time. But. Uh, yeah, they got Kyrie, they got KD, and they got yeah. James Harden. That team is stacked. Those are three of probably th- of the top scorers in the three league. Of the, well, those are three of probably the top ten players in the league, yeah. debatably Arguably. top five. Because you got LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry. Steph Curry's got to be up there. KD's in there, and then James Harden might be number five. I don't it's know who you're going to. Luka Doncic might be coming in there, but anyways, um, yeah. So not arguing he's not a good score and he's not a point man. I just think he's overall an overrated player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I like that pick. Okay, so <clears throat> so I don't get too flamed. I'm gonna do one last one, and this is just a meme. Uh but and I kinda just hate that this is happening. But uh Logan Paul is my last pick. Logan Paul <laughs> is the most overrated athlete of all time. Number one. Logan Paul. Yeah. No. If we're being like actually factual, yes. His we'll see money Mayweather knock his, him out. His brother Jake is actually kind of the real deal. I mean, yeah, he's not like, bad. Like I Jake's mean, he, not he bad. He absolutely mollywopped Nate Robinson. But Logan, like here's the thing. I don't understand how Logan got the Mayweather fight. Money, dude. I do not well, I just <laughs> don't like he hasn't even won a boxing match. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's owing one, huh? He's no, he's uh, he's o one and one. He tied one, and he okay. lost one. He's yeah. not even won a boxing match against another. He got a fight YouTuber. with the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah, it's sickening. It's gross. Like give the, if you want to do some YouTuber, like give that f- fight to Jake, right? But I guess Logan. Well, like Jake more was popular. so adamant about <laughs> fighting Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh, Conor McGregor mess him up, straight up. Yeah, I. Yeah, this Floyd like Logan fight's gonna be funny. If all you, hopefully this is a little bit more relatable because most of you know who Logan Paul is, and he's fighting this guy named Floyd Mayweather. If you don't know, he's literally fifty-one and zero. Yeah, never Floyd lost. Mayweather, Mayweather's never lost a boxing match. He's the greatest pure boxer of all time. And what I mean to say 
Muhammad Ali is the most iconic boxer of all time, and he's debatably the best. But in terms of pure boxing skill, like hit and don't and strategy, get hit, yeah. Mayweather's the best of all time, and it's 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 kind of wild. And, Maybe not uh, knockout power, but the just amount of like technical skill he has is yeah. The insane. sport of boxing, like like Mike Tyson, probably had the best knockout power of all time. Muhammad Ali probably had the best of everything. But Floyd Mayweather is probably the best technical boxer I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. he's fighting Logan Paul, a YouTuber who's never even won a fight. And he's only fought twice. I don't know how it happened. But it's going to be very entertaining. Yeah, there must be a bag on the line there. Oh, I'm sure there is. That's the only reason he takes that fight. I'm sure that's no joke, like a $500 million fight. It's very possible. I mean, he didn't even make that versus McGregor. I'm sure, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to make I'm sure he's gonna make it this time. It's crazy. Anyways, that's my pick, Logan Paul. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. Your last pick, son. Yeah. And we'll do some honorable mentions so that only people who can or listening can flame me for these. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Go I'm gonna go with. Let me check this. Because I have two that I want. I want to see which one. Okay. Fine. That I want to actually pick here. You're chugging that water. Um, I gotta go with Tony Romo. Ah, this is one where I'll disagree take with you. Him. Really? Go ahead. Yeah, the Stay only reason case. I take him is he just every year was his year, and I don't think he ever had it. No, he didn't. Uh but you know football better, so yeah. What do you say? Were there reasons that happened? Yeah, I mean, no, I know his team around him wasn't I think, that good. I think, <laughs> I think. The f- the funny thing is, I don't think you could be overrated if your entire career everyone says you were overrated. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, It's yeah, like yeah. one of those players, like, like he was never viewed as the GOAT. Like, he was never viewed as the greatest, but and, and he was always viewed. And so you're probably right to a certain extent because his whole career everyone said he was overrated and he was not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually think he was... Uh, I, I just don't think the Cowboys organization has been run well for... Was good enough, yeah. ...five plus years. And uh, we're seeing it even now. Uh, I think Tony Romo is a pretty good quarterback. I think, I don't think, he, I think he's where he is. Like, I think he was like a middle of the road quarterback, yeah. above average, Pro Bowl here and there. I think he was pretty good. Um, but the only reason I disagree with you is because I've never seen the hype. I've never seen outside of yeah, Cowboys no, that makes fans, sense. I've never seen yeah. the hype. But I think, I think to a certain extent, you're right. If, if there was hype around Tony Romo, yeah, I think it'd be overrated. But there's people that'll go to their death saying Tony Romo is overrated, and I just don't see it. Like, yeah, fair enough. Hey, he he choked a lot. That's I will give you that. Yeah, he, he was not good in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they, he couldn't finish anything no, in the playoffs. He no, but, but the whole team was kind of that way. Yeah, I think it's a good pick for you though, because I think a lot of people would agree with you. I'm just probably okay. the, I'm one You're out. You're critical. Of 10. I mean, yeah, I'm one out of ten that probably won't agree with you on that one. Uh, but, but like I said, I think that's a great pick because people will agree with you. I know for sure Matt Lawson will agree with you. He <laughs> hates Tony Romo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so starting it off, I don't even have him on my list. But to to add to that, I yeah, think yeah. Peyton Manning's one of the most overrated. I, quarterbacks dude, I was of all gonna time. say him, but then I didn't want to make Matt mad. Well, he can come talk to me about it. Yeah, Peyton Manning. Here's the thing: Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all time, and it's not even close. But he just never did anything even remotely good in the playoffs ever. 
Yeah. And uh, so that poor guy. So he's overrated. He, he's not. He's not top hey, five. He didn't win the game. ships that he needed. Didn't win them. Um, okay. Honorable mentions: Brett Favre. Yeah, another big one. Big My game. namesake. He's awesome. Great quarterback, but he threw a billion interceptions. He got the record for most interceptions, so he's got to be a little bit overrated. Yeah. Emmett Smith holds okay. the record for most rushing yards uh, by running back in his career. Uh, he's got like an obnoxious amount of rushing yards. I can't remember what it was. 15,000 or Jeez. something like that. Uh, but he also played 20 years and had the best offensive line in the league for 20 years. So, so he was just mossing kids all over. Yeah, he, he's running through he's running through holes you could drive a truck through. No joke. Yeah. If you watch his highlights, he's not getting touched There's for 15 just yards. Yeah, the Red so. Sea. Uh, Michael Vick. I had um, him too. He was an amazing athlete, not that great of a quarterback. Um, Danica Patrick. I had her too. I felt yeah, bad that about girl. that one. She was like, I was reading about it right now. Crazy. First female driver in this. That's awesome. Yeah, super great. That's it's kind of super a Ronda cool. Rousey effect. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But, but she just only, didn't perform. Yeah, she's like raced in like how many races? Like 100, 200 and something races yeah, she and only won five. one. She placed top five in five and won one. She won one out of like 243 races. Yeah, that's just. Uh, so a little bit over. David Beckham, overrated. See, that's one I, I don't know enough about it to say yes or no. I just think he. Everyone just thinks he's. I mean, hot. overall, everyone thinks he's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's and true. And he's just not. He was never the greatest at soccer. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Lamar Jackson. That's another one I'm gonna get flamed for by that's that. That's one. Mascon gets and so mad. Jackson's at me. gonna get mad. Lamar Jackson's way overrated. He's yeah. good. He's incredible. He's he, another one that has he, the playoff curse. Yes, he's got Three the years, Peyton Manning effect. He can't he win a single he, game. Yeah, he they won one he game. Can't even play remotely good in the playoffs. No, I was watching that game yesterday. Or two, yeah, that was yesterday. But if you look at this whole year, this this season, 2020, he wasn't a good passer of the football the whole year. He was a rushing quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Last year, he won MVP because he kind of put it together, and it was great. But I think people found him out, figured it out. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Uh, and I'm not getting on the whole like train of, like, he shouldn't have been a wide receiver running back. He's a quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But I just don't think he's as great as everybody thinks he is. Yeah. That's all it is. That checks out. Um. Those are my honorable mentions. You got any any ones? Yeah, I have. I have. Well, I could go on in hockey about how many I think are overrated. But the, yeah, there's the, a bunch. What, yeah, one of the biggest ones is a guy named Dion Phaneuf, and he's yeah. garbage. One, of, he's horrible. He was drafted ninth overall, and he was like projected to be one of the the GM of the team who drafted him was like, "This is the next big piece. Like, he's we're the next big thing. Yeah, we're making a push that. for the playoffs with this guy. Um, he played a lot of years in Toronto, which is is just poor guy they've been garbage for the last 10 years they're just yeah. completely horrible this like this era right now is when they're finally getting good again because they have That's a good. they got a few guys that are like just crazy yeah but yeah he was one of the he's just a bust he had a lot of hope or a lot of hype and no production yeah he's just garbage he was the captain of the team for a while and he was so in hockey, there's a thing called plus minus. If you're on the ice for a goal against you, you're you get a minus. If okay. you're on the ice for a goal for you get a plus. In the playoffs, he was like minus thirteen or something, oh, and that's dang. just brutal. That means yeah, he's on terrible. the ice when they score on him, and not when they score ever. Oh no! So he's literally just terrible. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah. Well, yeah, poor guy. We got into that because we both like sports, and so hopefully yeah. you like sports too. My laptop's about to die, so we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> uh, we're at five percent. So, anyways, um, before we lose this, yeah. With no further ado, uh, we love you. We thank you 
episode 53 Thanks for joining we've us. been a year we're going we keep going so we're going strong it's gonna be fun uh i'm brett i'm ben and uh no disrespect but kobe's overrated bye <laughs>